In this week's market update, shares break their losing streak. Inflation and jobs data are the highlight of a quiet week for earnings and oil pushes higher on supply shortages. Here in the UK, it's a holiday shortened week with the Platinum Jubilee bonus day off making it a four day weekend from Thursday. But it's not just here that markets get a breather. In the US, today is Memorial Day when Americans remember those who've died in military service. So the market is closed there. That's given the rest of the world time to catch up with Friday's powerful market rally up 2.5% on the day, rounding out a remarkable week in which the S&P 500 added 6.6% to end a seven-week losing streak. The Nasdaq, full of the tech stocks which have borne the brunt of the recent sell-off, were up 6.8% on the week. The performance of the US market was the best since November 2020, when the advent of successful vaccines promised an eventual end to the COVID pandemic. It ended what had been the longest run of consecutive weekly losses since 2001. So, what caused the change in direction? Well, partly just the fact that markets never move in one direction for too long before having a breather. But there was a good fundamental reason too. Signs that the inflation rate may have peaked, in the US at least, have started to give investors hope that the Federal Reserve may not need to be quite so aggressive in rate tightening as they had feared. Expectations for where the main US interest rate will be by the end of the year have fallen slightly from 2.8% to 2.6%. And with that, expectations of where interest rates will end up in the current cycle, the peak looks like being around 3%. This doesn't mean that the correction is over. Shares in the US market have now fallen by roughly a fifth from a peak of about 4,800 to the bottom just over a week ago of 3,800. At that level, the valuation multiple of the S&P 500 has fallen from roughly 23 times to 16 times earnings. That's not super cheap by historic standards, but it's also not too demanding as long as corporate profits continue to grow. And that is the key question for investors now. The current expected rate of earnings growth is 10% both this year and next. That's a slowdown from the post-pandemic recovery, but it's still pretty healthy. If nothing changes, then it's likely that the worst of the correction is over. But it's a big if. There are still plenty of concerns about the impact of inflation on companies' input costs and on consumers' disposable income. Both could continue to have a negative influence on profits going forward. So, what we've seen so far this year, which still sees the S&P 500 down 13% year-to-date, even after last week's rally, is a valuation reset. Historically, a full-blown bear market requires both that valuation reassessment and a fall in earnings. Without both elements, it's quite possible for shares to recover their poise, even if it can sometimes take some time for them to do so. Anyway, the good news is that Asian and European markets have picked up on the more solid US tone as this shorter week gets underway. Both Hong Kong and Tokyo added around 2% this morning, while there were gains across Europe and in the UK. Bond yields have risen slightly, a sign of growing confidence in the economy. This week, we'll see how justified that is when we get to see both inflation and unemployment data for all the Eurozone economies. 
and the US's Beige Book on Economic Conditions. The week rounds out with the latest non-farm payrolls data in America. On inflation, the news will probably continue to look worrying. Eurozone inflation has been rising for 10 months on the trot, and most economists think it hasn't peaked yet. Prices are forecast to have risen by 7.7% in the year to May, up from 7.4% the previous record in the year to April. Germany is expected to be hardest hit with an 8% inflation rate, which will be a 40-year high, prompting questions about how the European Central Bank will respond. Interest rates remain in negative territory, but they're forecast to return to zero by the end of the summer as inflation remains well above the ECB's 2% target. As in the US and UK, the European Central Bank is predicted to keep pushing rates higher over the next year or so, reaching 1.5% by next summer. The US is further into its tightening cycle, so the question there is whether the economy remains strong enough to handle the forecast hikes still to come. The jobs report on Friday will therefore be closely watched. On the one hand, job creation is expected to have slowed somewhat since last month, 318,000 new jobs compared with 428,000, but unemployment is expected to have fallen to its lowest point since before the pandemic, and upward pressure on wages remains a concern for policymakers. And that is likely to be it on the news front, with just a handful of company results bringing up the rear of the first quarter earnings season. One further reason why shares are thought to have rallied in the past week has been technical factors. The big fall in equities in the year to date has meant that mixed portfolios with a need to balance their weightings of shares and bonds have been obliged to go back into the market in order to reset the mix of assets that they hold. That's partly a monthly exercise and partly quarterly, so there may be an impact in the next couple of days, but also through June as well. JP Morgan said this week that up to $56 billion worth of shares have been bought for this reason uh, by the time the month ends this week. Corporate share buybacks have also been strong in recent weeks and so-called insiders, bosses buying shares in their own companies, have also started to take advantage of the dip. And finally, what about other asset classes? Well, the oil price rose above $120 a barrel this morning, the highest level in two months on the back of tight supplies at key delivery hubs. Lower exports of diesel from Russia have also been a factor in the sky-high price of refined products, despite the fact that the price of crude actually remains below its 2008 peak. Currencies are a factor here too. The weakness of many currencies, such as the pound against the dollar, make oil, which is priced in the US currency, more expensive in local currency terms. And finally, gold is hovering around $1,860 an ounce in the middle of its recent range as inflation fears have stabilised and as investors have instead moved to cash as equity markets have fallen. Please be aware the value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up, so you may not get back what you invest. This information does not constitute investment advice and should not be used as the basis for any investment decision, nor should it be treated as a recommendation for any investment. Investors should also note that the views expressed may longer be current and may have already been acted upon. 
Reference to specific securities should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell these securities and is included for the purposes of illustration only. Fidelity Personal Investing does not give personal recommendations. If you are unsure about the suitability of an investment, you should speak to an authorised financial advisor. This podcast may not be reproduced or circulated without prior permission. It is meant for UK residents and does not constitute an offer or solicitation in any jurisdiction in which it may be unlawful to make such an offer or solicitation. No statements or representations made in this podcast are legally binding on Fidelity or the recipient. Issued by Financial Administration Services Limited, authorised and regulated in the UK by the Financial Conduct Authority. Fidelity, Fidelity International, the Fidelity International logo and F symbol are trademarks of FIL Limited.